0: this Tuesday of Holy Week, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When he had said this, Jesus was deeply troubled and testified, Amen, Amen I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another at a loss as to whom he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter nodded to him to find out whom he meant. He leaned back against Jesus' chest and said to him, Master, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I hand the morsel after I have dipped it. So he dipped the morsel and took it and handed it to Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot. After he took the morsel, Satan entered him So Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now none of those reclining at table realized why he said this to him. Some thought that since Judas kept the money bag, Jesus had told him, Buy what we need for the feast, or to give something to the poor. So he took the morsel and left at once, and it was night. When he had left, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and he will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I told the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say it to you. Simon Peter said to him, Master, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, that you will follow later. Peter said to him, Master, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Amen, amen I say to you. The cock will not crow before you deny me three times. The Gospel of the Lord There is a great mystery of the heart of Jesus that only Jesus can uncover. Why not ask him to clear up the mystery in this Holy Week? Which one, you might ask? It is Jesus' choice of Judas as an apostle, especially knowing that he was going to betray him, and on top of that, having the patience to tolerate him for three years, knowing his evil intentions, and watching him rob the resources destined for the poor. Have you ever thought about it? A Spanish saint used to say that Jesus' behavior with Judas is the summit of Jesus' mercy of the heart, the example he wanted engraved in the heart of his apostles and in us. The purpose of Judas being amongst the twelve apostles was for the unending mercy of Jesus' heart to shine, together with his respect for human liberty and to teach his apostles the most effective way to spread his love to others, what we call evangelization. There is an apostolic rule, a rule for the apostles, that we are called upon to heed, that we must learn so our labor yields the proper result. Wherever we are called upon to serve, educate, transmit and diffuse the word of God, we should never forget the words of Jesus, do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back, as Jesus proclaims in the Gospel of Luke. What he said he put into practice with Judas. He did good to him without expecting anything in return, knowing that his love would not yield fruit in him. We must do everything possible for the heart of others without expecting anything in return from them. That doesn't mean that we should not be interested in their yielding fruit, but rather that love's strength shouldn't be under the condition of receiving something in return because their yield depends on their freedom and God's grace. As St. Paul says, We sow the seeds, and God makes them grow. Jesus' attitude with Judas shows us the extraordinary love in the heart of Jesus, who gave his heart even when he knew he would be betrayed, and it also shows us the vulnerability of our human heart that is incapable of yielding to the love of God. Can man be so cruel? Of course. Can Jesus love so much and be rejected? Of course he can. The truth is that this lesson is perfect to pray with and marvel ourselves at so much love, but at the same time, it leads us to honestly ask ourselves, If Jesus, who loved so much, was rejected, what could prevent me from experiencing the same? Who do I think I am that I often expect everyone to love me unconditionally, as if I were more than God? When I love and I seek to do good to others, do I expect them to compensate me as if I deserved it? Do I expect gratitude each time I do good deeds? How much more would we love if we could live according to this rule of Jesus's that is taught to us in the Gospel? And how much failure, discouragement, sadness, anger, would we spare ourselves if we just did good for others, not expecting anything in return? Let's hope we can live by Jesus's lesson and apply it during this Holy Week. May we have a good day and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.